0: Thank you so much for joining the Women and Faith podcast. I'm Stephanie Schwartz, the host of Women in Faith, and we're here to help women trust and obey God by knowing and applying His Word. I have back with me today my very good friend, Valerie Kaning, and we are continuing our discussion about dating Um, Valerie, since we already know a little bit about you, I was wondering if you could share with us what your favorite Bible verse is and why. Well, hi, by the way.
1: Hi. Um, I do. I have a favorite Bible. Bible, I have lots of them, frankly, but um, (laughs) I knew you were going to ask me this question at some point in the sixth series. And I'd say that my favorite one, it just has so many different applications, which is why I love it so much. And it's Psalm 121. Mm -hmm. I lift my eyes unto the hills from where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. And it goes on when He says, "He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber." And I just love that knowing that um, the Creator is is covering me, mm-hmm. and um, it just it, honestly, the visual reminder to lift my eyes over my circumstances, Ooh, whatever that's they are, good. yeah, um, even even good circumstances, just to keep my mm-hmm. eyes set on on the Lord. Um, it's a great reminder for me.
0: Yeah, super great verse. That's a good one. And what a great reminder to, you know, like you said, lift our eyes above the circumstances, whether they're bad or good. Mm -hmm. We're not supposed to be dictated by our circumstances. So that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yes. So you're clearly attracted to that verse. Very much.
1: (laughs) I've used it so many times too for different, you know, dating or just being so grateful for blessings
0: he's given me. So yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Well, we are at the fourth of our four non-negotiables when it comes to dating. And this one might seem a little bit interesting, but I think as we come to our conclusion today, we're going to kind of see how it all wraps up and why it's important. And that is that You be attracted to the person that you're dating and will potentially marry. Mm -hmm. And you know, if we think, wow, attraction, that's so unbiblical. It's not unbiblical. Uh, the Song of Solomon, for example, we think the author's Solomon, and he's writing about his beloved wife. And in Song of Solomon 1 8, when she's searching for him. He responds back to her saying, if you do not know, O oh, most beautiful among women. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that he uh, enjoys about her is the fact that she's beautiful and that he is attracted to her. Mm-hmm. So we want to talk about attraction. And the first thing that I wanted to kind of talk to you about is the fact that, There's there's a component of attraction that we might not even realize, and that is that you can be spiritually attracted to people. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you think uh, a spiritual attraction would look like? What are some of the things that somebody does to make them spiritually attractive? Well, uh, honestly, it would be, I mean, simply the things
1: we talked about in previous podcast about that they are in prayer. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, and they're relying on on prayer yeah. <clears throat> for their decisions. Excuse me, I've got something in my throat. Um, that they're they're relying on prayer, also that they're reading God's word,
0: yeah, and applying God's word too. Right, not just able to repeat it, but um, yeah, yeah, it... absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you know a lot of times even pastors become attractive to women just because they're so rooted mm-hmm. in scripture and in prayer and just so strong and solid. Uh, well, there's, biblically, yeah. There's something about
1: being with a man who is, who submits himself under um, God and humbles himself that way, that is so dear, and it actually makes me feel very secure
0: mm-hmm. knowing
1: that um, he's, you know, following God, yeah. following Christ, yes, versus following himself, yeah. And
0: it just changes the dynamics of the relationship so much. Right. Yeah. I I actually have a couple um, Bible teachers that I listen to that are, you know, older and somewhat goofy, mm-hmm. if goofy looking or whatever. And obviously, you know, I'm not thinking of any kind of a physical attraction or like wanting to get out of my marriage. But listening to them, I think I'm attracted to them. I would love to be friends with them. I'd love to hang out with them. You know, and it has nothing to do with their physical appearance or their age or, you know. It's a magnetism. It is. Mm -hmm. It really is. And so it's something that's important. And, you know, what would you say to, uh, you know, one of our listeners who's maybe out there and, You know, maybe she's just getting to know somebody Mm -hmm. and maybe isn't considering this dynamic. Mm -hmm. How would you encourage her to kind of, you know, just listen to uh, her heart and her mind when it comes to that spiritual attraction? Yeah, I just think it's one of our non negotiables for a reason
1: because, you know, marriages like friendships, frankly, are just a regular friendship, but um, specifically with marriage there's such highs and lows i mean the highs can be super high t- and the valleys can be really low in marriages if right. those of us have been married long enough know what i'm talking about and if you're going to if you're going to you know partner with somebody and obviously it's a covenant and you're making it for life you would want to be with somebody that you're attracted to so even when you're in that low valley you still look at them and there, you find ways to find him attractive still right you know what i'm saying so
0: yeah absolutely you're having
1: the knockdown drag out fight but you do respect the fact that he is in God's word, that he does love the Lord, he is in prayer, right? And there's an attraction with, yeah. with
0: that, you know? Yeah. So just an attraction to godliness, yep. to a godly person. Right. Which I think is great. And we did mention, you know, self control. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, have you seen self control to be attractive? Right. Of course. And also, you know, we we were talking before,
1: too, about fruit of the spirit, like things that um, we should be seeing fruit and evidence of the Holy Spirit in his life. So uh, that's going to be obviously one of the fruits
0: where we. Yes. One of the fruit. Yeah, absolutely. And we also mentioned hard work. I yep. think hard workers, you know, can be very attractive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even in the movies, you mm-hmm. see people who are, you know, just experts in self-control or very hard workers, mm-hmm. you know, they become the hero of the screen. And, you know, after 90 minutes, we're attracted to them right. because of their character, right? because they're self-controlled or hard working or whatever it is. I think um, an example that I've seen of that uh, in the scripture is... Last year, we did our women's retreat on the book of Ruth. Yeah, and, was awesome. you know, yeah, I loved working mm-hmm. through that text. Um, but, uh, you know, there's this interesting romance, so to speak, between Ruth and Boaz. And after reading, you know, what these commentators and scholars had said about it, it's definitely not like your picture of a modern romance novel or something that we would see, you know. On the cover of a romance. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's exactly. Not, they would not be that. Just, yeah, such different, interesting characters, but was so rooted in their godliness. Mm-hmm. It was such a spiritual attraction. I mean, they say that Boaz was probably an older man and Ruth may have been somewhat younger. Boaz was never married before, apparently. So, you know, in that culture, being married was very important. He might have been unattractive. I know one um, scholar said that in his mind, Boaz might have resembled Danny DeVito. (laughs) I mean, no offense against Danny DeVito. I think he's a funny guy. He is super funny and and attractive. attractive. Yes, yes. But, um, you know, a different kind of attraction. And then, you know, the same with Ruth. And there's even statements Mm. about her carrying these giant, you know, bags of wheat and grain and whatever. And, you know, one commentator said she might have been just this, you know, kind of buff chick, maybe like a Rosie O'Donnell, you know, not just your typical, you know, mm-hmm. petite feminine girl. Helpless waif. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. as she's carrying around all this stuff and doing all this hard, heavy labor all right. day. So, you know, you've got these two dynamic characters, godly people who have this incredible relationship, but it's, again, not the, the cover of the book type of relationship. They're not maybe the most physically attractive people, but they're very spiritually attractive, very godly people. And, you know, they ended up in the lineage of Christ. So true. Yeah. Yes. Well, so spiritual attraction is super important. What about, you know, emotional attraction? Do you think that you could fall in love with somebody just through an emotional or an intellectual relationship? Yeah, I actually would encourage that.
1: Mm -hmm. I think that you know, not seeing their face and not um, relying on the outside physical appearance would honestly be healthier. I I remember when I was dating, I would jokingly say to my friends, "Hey, I'm looking for a bald guy on oxygen," (laughs) and they would laugh. They're like, "Why do you say stuff like that?" I said, "Because I really, I just want to see his heart. I don't want to be distracted by his physique and his his outward appearance. I really, I want to see." you know, what's his, what is he thinking and how does his how does his mind work and how does his heart work? And so I'm kind of reminded of that verse about the grass withers and the flower fades. Mm, Right. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. And as we fade and, um, and, and get older, I mean, all the external things are going to
0: not be as attractive as, as they once were. Yeah, totally. And we're left with what's inside. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, I remember um, one of my friends who was a missionary for a couple of years in the Philippines, and she came back uh, here, and she had a first date with the guy that she ended up marrying, and she was, you know, staying with us for a little bit, and when she was getting ready for the first date, I looked at her, and she had kind of pulled her hair back, and she had a big old t-shirt on with like some Sweatpants, and I said, What are you doing? Yeah. You know? Right. And she was like, Basically, I want him to be attracted to me, to who I am, not my physical, but my, the real me. Okay. Interesting strategy. I would yeah. not recommend I, it. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Right. But it was funny because is funny. he was attracted to her, and they did go on to get married, and they do have a very healthy sex life as well. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's been great, but it was just funny to see her whole initial way of approaching that. It's hilarious. The smoke and mirrors that she's doing. It's a a reverse psychology. That's awesome. I love it. But yeah, but they, they did, they fell in love immediately. Mm -hmm. And I know um, uh, on the other side of that, a negative story, my, um, my husband's half-brother His wife was uh, married to him, and she ended up falling in love with someone through uh, one of those online chat groups. Wow. Yeah, and they had never seen each other. And they chatted and chatted and chatted and became, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. best friends. That's dangerous. Yeah, she uh, left her husband and ended up traveling across the country and getting married to this guy. Wow. Yeah, and it was sight unseen, mm-hmm. and they're still married, and that's that was how strong. It can a, be. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that yeah, that emotional that emotional attraction there. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, um, speaking of emotional attraction, why do you think it's important that you know when we date somebody that we have somewhat common interests?
1: Well, that's funny because um, I don't know that you have to have the exact same interest. Okay, but I'd love. I mean, if you have common interests, that's obviously a, a bonus. But yes. I've always thought like, well, what if he's got, he's interested in something that I've always wanted to do, but never gotten around to, or never had the nerve to, right? or, um, so when I met Gary, he had a, uh, a street bike and I'm not real big on street bikes. Cause I think they're so dangerous, but I've kind of always wanted to ride one, <clears throat> especially with a guy who knew how to ride it, you know? Yeah. Yes. So that's been a fun
0: thing for something Very I didn't fun. think. Yeah. Yes. I think that it would be a So in a interest- way it was like a. Uh, hidden in the closet, common interests. Yes. Like you had this desire, mm-hmm. but you had really not had anybody to pair up with and do that together with. Right.
1: So, I mean, there, when we say common desires, I'm thinking of, and I don't want to sound too churchy, but I really think the having the same desire to serve. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and it's really important because where when when I'm tired and I'm like, oh, I don't know, let's take a break, and he's like, we're not that tired. Come on. <laughs> yeah. You know, we want to, as Carlin will say, that you know, we want to um, wear. Out out and not rust out, right? And so I would, I want to wear out. So it's good to have him spur me on and say, "Hey, you know what? Let's get back. We got to, you know, stay motivated." Yeah. And the same for me. Good. So having that common desire to serve together is is um, was very important to me. Um, and you know, other like you're talking about hobbies and other kind of connections
0: are always uh, strengthening. Yes. Yeah. Can you see any places where not being on the same page regarding your interests could end up being problematic down the road? Well, yeah. I mean, if you are,
1: especially if it's a hobby or an interest that they have that they can do alone. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking of the first one that comes to mind is gaming. So if they're a gamer and they can play that game alone. Yeah. And I'm not really that interested in gaming. Right. That may not work. On the right. other hand, some people, I mean, a dear friend of mine, Robin, is she and her husband love to game together and yes. that's the way they wind down together. Yeah. And so yeah, if it's a common interest, great. But right. if it's an interest you don't share and it can be played alone. Right. I I mean to me I'd feel like kinda left out and right. feel like he's able to have fun without me and I wanna hang out with him more.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about something like um, a desire for travel or, uh, you know, a desire to be athletic and do things outside? Right. Do you think it's important that you kind of be on the same page with that? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and again, I don't think you need to be exactly equally right. yoked, but yes. we, we,
1: it'd be wonderful if we were both interested in it. So like, for example, Gary is more interested in uh, working out and riding his bike a hundred miles more than I am. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy to do Pilates and my own thing, yeah. but, you know, yeah. but my yeah. point is, is that I'm not as avid of a um, athlete as he is. Right, and that works okay. Right, but yes. um,
0: yeah, and I think you know, um, helping our friends to think through this as well, um, letting them know that when you do get married, you know, you're not going to be able to, or it's not the time to try to change your husband's interests. Yeah, that probably won't happen. Yeah, exactly. And in fact, you're probably going to be the one who needs to change you're probably going to have to line up under what he's interested mm-hmm. in. So if there's something that you're just viciously opposed to and you know that he enjoys that, like you said, if he's a gamer and you cannot stand gaming, mm-hmm. don't think that once you get married, he's going to stop change. gaming. Yeah. Right. You're Definitely just gonna, a red flag. It's yeah. a red flag for sure. Right. Yeah. Yes. What about, you know, um, having or being on the same page intellectually? Like, you know, just being someone who can spur one another on intellectually, like mm-hmm. you can have, you know, and engage in thoughtful conversations. So important, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know that
1: that needs to be much said about that other than it's just so critical. And I, there's so many interesting um topics that you share with your spouse that, yeah. and I'm always surprised with Gary, like the things he knows. I'm like, how do you know that? And he's right. like, well, I listen to the radio when yeah, you know, I'm yeah. all at four in the morning. And I'm like, oh, I don't <laughs> listen yeah. to the radio at four in the morning, you know, because <laughs> he's driving to work. Yeah, But I'm just saying that uh, intellectually, bringing something to the table that's interesting you know, both ways is a super fun way to connect.
0: Right. So. Yeah. And in a sense, that feels like that would be kind of the equal yoking that you referred back to mm-hmm. when we talked about, yeah, you want to be on the same page spiritually, mm-hmm. a Christian and a Christian, but you want to be able to have good conversations. That go and, deep. Yeah. Yeah. You, want yeah. you
1: know, I, I think it's interesting to point out too. I mean, I got my, my college degree. I have a business degree and Gary didn't go to college. Right. So I don't think it has to be like exactly. equally educated. Yeah. I don't think so. Right. But but um, sharing, um, you know, intellectual, um, having intellectual conversations yes. and able to talk to each other like yeah. that yeah. is um, d- would be,
0: you know, how sad
1: if you didn't have that. Right.
0: Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I have the same thing with my husband. Um, I have more education than he does. And yet we do have a lot of the same intellectual desires and we like to go to museums together mm-hmm. we like to look at art I mean even though you know he doesn't have a lot of education he loves art right and works of art music and literature where we had tickets for Andrea Bocelli in June and wow. you know just things like that that we both like to do together yeah. but you know that's fun theater and just you know a lot of cultural things that we enjoy doing and sports things as well mm-hmm. but uh it is fun and like you said it doesn't mean that you both have to have the same degree from the same no. goal it's
1: fun too because they come at it from a different slant than we do yes you know so if one person is maybe more traveled than the other person they're st- the both of them are coming at it from a different angle yes and that makes it interesting too right totally
0: mm-hmm. yeah and uh, as you referred to earlier with the motorcycle thing I think both of us can say that uh, in a sense we've grown from being willing to embrace some of the things that our husbands yes. enjoy and love and just a willingness there. I think that's important. You right. know, if you're not completely on the same page that you be willing to go there with them. And it, again, if this is something where you thought, I'll never, I mean, I would never go to mm-hmm. an opera or, you know, right. I would never go to the racetrack mm-hmm. to watch cars and race you're not and speedway. Give in. Right. Yeah. Then, you know, you're, you're setting yourself up for a clash in the future. And a disappointment for him. Because he's
1: hoping to make that connection with you.
0: Yeah, totally. And if
1: you're not going to connect or not willing to connect, that's
0: going to be hard on him too. Yeah, yeah, super good. Mm -hmm. Um, What even about humor? I mean, just being on the same page when it comes to humor. Have you ever, you know, told a joke to somebody who's just completely not on the same page with you when it comes to humor and it just... Wah, wah,
1: wah. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> or or I've heard a joke and they're waiting for me to go, oh, yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, and yeah. I don't respond. I'm like, wait, right. what? Yeah, that's... Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah. And it's funny because I think about like British movies and I just yeah. don't get them as yeah. much as other people do. Like, I don't think it's as funny yeah. or, or it'll be funny five minutes after it happened. I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> that's what, you know? Right. So yeah, it's being on the same page um, right. you know, with humor is... Yeah.
0: Yeah, totally. That's funny that you mentioned British humor, because there was this British movie that my husband used to love, and I just did not think it was funny <laughs> at all. <laughs> and I remember even just feeling right. disgusted right. when he would mention it. Yeah. And it's like, you know what, get over yourself. Right. And yeah. then you feel pressure. Like
1: we, like if you see him laughing, you probably yeah. should laugh. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, this yeah, is yeah, the funny yeah. part. Okay, I'll laugh yeah. with you.
0: Yeah, totally. Right, But it is nice to feel like you're on the same page spiritually and that you laugh on you know the same things and I think a lot of that has to do with you know just having that commonality being around the same age Mm -hmm. group you know the same generation or whatever just some of the same interests those things are important well and trying to
1: enjoy what he enjoys yeah so I just I want to you know we're supposed to be a helpmate right yes I'm hoping to come alongside him and have fun with him
0: right you know yeah. And I think that what you just hit on is important. We're supposed to be a helpmate. And you know, I'm sure that our ladies who have listened, are listening, have heard their friends, their married friends say, you know, he's my best friend. Right. You know, and if you're dating somebody or you're going to be dating somebody and you just don't feel like you're friends. Yeah. You know, if you feel like, well, I'm attracted to them because of this and this, but there's no real friendship there. I don't feel like this is a friend I would hang out with. Yeah. That's,
1: That's gonna a problem. Be a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, uh, I mean, and there are certain people that you just wouldn't be friends with. Well, and I think what we're talking about with these, um, these attractions
1: definitely leads to a friendship. Yes. You know? Absolutely. So if it's not leading to a friendship or your friendship with him is not growing deeper and you don't find him as funny and you're not connecting on,
0: um, on your common interests and you know, all those things, the friendship's not going to grow, right? Totally. And I'm sure you've experienced this too, as you mentioned earlier, you know, part of this is because times will get tough and there will be times that you're not on the same page. And I'm sure that, you know, with Gary or whatever, when you guys aren't on the same page, maybe he, tried to break the ice, throws out a joke or something mm-hmm. and you're trying not to laugh right? because you want to still be right. emphasizing the fact, no, we're not on the same page or whatever. And right. it's like just that that commonality, that friendship there or whatever, it carries you through Those those low times. times. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It does. Super important. Sure. Well, you know, of course, it's not wrong to be physically attracted, as we read from Song of Solomon eight, that, you know, Solomon bragged that his wife was the most beautiful among women. And we do think it's important to have a physical attraction as well. I mean, do you think it's important to think through, like, what do we find attractive? Or, you know, to be able to negotiate on those things? Or how does that work in your mind? I think, you know, it's Funny that we're, I think
1: we're we're changing gears here because we're going from the um, what's on the inside to now yes. look at the outside. Absolutely. So to me, it's like again, I was looking for the bald guy on oxygen. That's not what I got. <laughs> yes. You know, no, I you actually got a really cute guy. Yes. Um, and that ac- kind of scared me, frankly, because mm-hmm. I didn't really. I'm like, oh, cute guy. That means you know, just I don't want all girls looking at him, He's, and I don't right, want to like fight, right. you know fight or wonder or fight right. for him, and you know, da da da. And it's like, but I was so attracted to the inside of him, mm-hmm. his heart and uh, and his love for the Lord and all those things we've talked about. Um, uh, and he's kind of goofy and he's funny. And so all those other things. And I'm like, okay, you know, it's just actually a b- bonus that he, uh, that on the outside he was um, physically attractive too. Yes. Um, but it was definitely a negotiable, a negotiable, not a non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, and I dated all all different types of guys, short guys, mm-hmm. tall guys, Yes. You know, heavy set super skinny like you know right a bunch
0: yes and you know there could be someone out there listening who just knows they don't like x y or z i think they should close their eyes okay <laughs> i think
1: they just <laughs> yeah. close their eyes and
0: liter- like you know look for the look at the
1: heart we got to go there first and and just stay focused on the heart and listen to what he has to say and how he says it and um, and if he follows through with what he's saying and um and you're seeing consistency and then look at him physically again and be like okay maybe I could date a guy who is you know for some women it's they're too short you know or whatever and i really like i remember going out with a, a guy and i really liked him and i had all my my pants hemmed and i bought flats So right. i
0: thought you know what i right. i want to see totally. this thing
1: through and it, he seems like a really good guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. Now that makes sense. So. Makes perfect sense. So, yeah. So, I mean, that physical attraction, like you said, going from the inner person mm-hmm. to the outer shell that they live in, right. that physical attraction is important. But I'm sure that, you know, you and I would both agree having been married for a long time, it's not really what's going to carry your relationship. No. I mean, it's a good thing, but that spiritual attraction and that emotional attraction ends up becoming more important, I think, long term for women. For sure. I mean, and especially as we age, you
1: know, the guys are aging too and and things are changing, you know, on the outside. So, but
0: that's not again, what's going to carry us. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as we talk about that physical attraction, I think one of the things that people often forget, although it seems like a no brainer, is that when you do enter into a marriage relationship, we're actually expected to be sexually active. Yep. You know, a lot of times uh, I'll talk to women who don't really feel like they have an interest in sex and yet they want to be married. And it kind of doesn't go with the package. I mean, if you're going to say to a man, I'm going to marry you, I'm going to be your only source of sexual pleasure, and then to say, I'm not really interested in doing this, that doesn't make a lot of sense. No, and it's really not fair. Right. And it's also not biblical. Right. Yeah. And it goes both ways. I know um, a great passage that I think gets forgotten about this is 1 Corinthians 7, 2 through 5, where it says... Uh, Do not deprive one another. There's a command, except perhaps by agreement for a limited time that you may devote yourselves to prayer, but then come together again so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of Mm self-control. So that is a necessary part of a marriage, that physical relationship. And when you do say to this person that you're married, that I will be your exclusive sex partner. Right. You got to be willing to have sex with your husband. Right. And
1: I look at it as it's, it's a privilege, actually, that others who are not married, if you're not married, you don't have that privilege. Right. So in your marriage, that's actually a privilege that you have. Yeah. Is, is this um, sexual relationship that you have with your spouse. And I remember... Um, I think it was Pastor Pete talking to me about, um, you know, how important it is to connect sexually. And it's—he was explaining it like a, a rubber band ball. And every time you have sex, you're adding another rubber band. You know those rubber band balls? Yes, those I balls do. made yeah. out of rubber bands. Mm-hmm. And every time you have sex, it's just another rubber band that you've added to those to that rubber band ball, which is a symbol of your relationship, and it just adds strength to mm-hmm. your relationship. So when the when the storms start blowing, yes, um, you know, you've had that physical relationship where you. Um, where
0: you rely on each other, you know, for that connection. Right, yeah. And even Genesis, you know, in the beginning, the two shall become one one flesh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jesus quotes that in Matthew 19. Paul quotes that Mm -hmm. in Ephesians 5. I mean, that's an important concept, the two becoming one flesh. So, I mean, you know, what would you say to someone who's listening and they feel like they'd like to be married, but they want to leave the sex part out of it? well then stay uh, stay a friend
1: right you don't there's no reason to marry because right. he's going to be expecting you know the the um the closeness yeah. of a sexual relationship as a right. wife yes so i and that would been you know we talked about that i think in our first podcast yeah. about do i really want to marry right yes you know? so that goes
0: back to that like that's one of those like do i miss sex or maybe i don't yes absolutely yeah that makes perfect sense Well, you know, I think this is a great way to recap our four non-negotiables is by thinking about the fact that are we really somebody who wants to be married? And if so, if you do want to be married, if you're, you know, ready to be in a physical relationship with a man and you'd like to be in a physical relationship with a man, then, you know, start dating. And, you know, if you are going to get married, if you want to get married... I'm going to redo this. Okay. Okay. Um, Okay. Hold on. Yeah, so I think this is a great way to kind of sum up our four non-negotiables. I mean, we talked about the fact that we have to be looking for somebody who's on the same page spiritually. That's a Christian. We want somebody who is... One who exercises self control, Mm -hmm. the fruit of the spirit, someone Mm -hmm. who's a hard worker, and someone that we're attracted to. Mm -hmm. And like we said, attraction doesn't always have to be physical. In fact, it should be spiritual and emotional Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. So those are important things. And then, you know, if we're at that point where we say, you know, I do feel like one day I'd like to be married. And I'd like to begin that dating process, you know, in order to see if this is a guy that I would potentially marry, then we should do that. And we're going to talk about that in our next episode Mm -hmm. when you give us some super, super practical tips on how to begin, launch, or, you know, invest into this dating process. I'm smiling because I got a list. Yes, you do. You <laughs> do. And you've had some practice as well. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I know
1: I, I have some experience of what worked yeah. and some which things is fantastic. that didn't work yes. so Yes. Well. And,
0: you know, all under the supervision of one of our great pastors here is too, which mm-hmm. is so neat to see the way that that panned out. But, I would say to our audience, thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to subscribe and share and like and comment. Please even email us, wf at compasschurch.org, with any questions that you might have about this topic or any suggestions for future topics. And we look forward to meeting again with you one more time.